Hey everyone, and welcome to the first 2010 episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel, and today is Friday, January 8th, 2010. Today's main topic is going to be berry farming. Now, I know we've talked about berries before, um, but I don't really think I talk too much about actually farming for berries. And the reason I'm going to be talking about berry farming today is because I want to do uh, an episode, or at least a couple of episodes, about Pokemon contests. And in order to do Pokemon contests, you need to make Poffins, and in order to make Poffins, you need to have berries. So, that's the reason I wanted to kind of put this one in first, then we're going to have most likely a four-episode series of Pokemon contests. The first one is going to be about choosing the right Pokemon for a contest, uh, Pokemon and the moves and stuff like that. The next one is going to be about Poffins, and then afterwards, the third episode will be about accessories, and the last episode in the uh, contest series will be about the contests themselves, you know, about uh, acting and the dancing competition and all that good stuff. So first, I wanted to talk about berry farming. But as usual, before we get into the main topic, let's get into the news. Today we have uh, only a little bit in the news. There hasn't been too much Pokemon news lately. The first one is about a UK retailer, or a United Kingdom retailer, that has announced the release date for Heart Gold and Soul Silver in Europe and in the UK. Which is a little odd because... So far, the Pokemon Company or Nintendo of Europe have not confirmed any release dates for Heart Gold and Soul Silver in uh, the UK or in Europe. Uh, the date that this uh, website gave was uh, the website is called Play.com, which is a an online retailer in the United Kingdom. They gave a release date of March 26, 2010, which is only a couple of days after we get it here in the US. They said that the price would be uh, 39.99 pounds. Uh, with a discount of £5 if you buy it from their uh, website. Obviously, this has caused a little bit of controversy because, again, the Pokemon Company and Nintendo of Europe have not given a release date for Heart Gold or Soul Silver yet. And it seems like the website Play.com has taken down the pages about Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And so it looks like there really is no definite release date yet for the UK or for the entire the entirety of Europe yet. So I'll keep an eye out for that to see when Heart Gold and Soul Silver comes out for the for the UK. And as we all know, I mentioned in the last episode as well that the uh, North American versions will be released on March 14th. But anyways, onto the next article in the news today. The original Super Smash Brothers game has finally been released on the Wii Shop channel here in North America. Now finally, people who haven't played it or who just never owned it back in the day can finally own and play the original Super Smash Brothers game, the game that started it all. And I don't know how much it is on the uh, virtual console for the Wii, uh, or the Wii Shop channel, excuse me. I don't know how much it is. I think it most likely is either 1,000 Wii Shop points or 1,500 Wii Shop points. I don't know. I never did go ahead and check. I'm just reading the article now, uh, and it doesn't say. But if you do want to go ahead and buy the original Super Smash Brothers, go ahead and check it out on the Wii Shop channel. All the news that uh, I talked about today and a couple other articles that I didn't mention will be on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Go ahead there to check out any previous episodes, check out all the news articles I'll be talking about today, as well as articles for the main topic. And the email address, any links that we have, uh, the Twitter account, the both Twitter accounts, my Twitter account and the Pokedex Radio one, as well as the FX Pokedex Radio 
YouTube account, which there are no videos. I'm thinking of making my own YouTube account just to make, you know, vlogs or video blogs. But I don't know. I'll see what I can do. But anyways, that's it for the news for today. Now let's get on to the main topic. Today's main topic is berry farming. All trainers need to know how to farm for berries. Why? Well, first of all, berries are, at least most berries, are good items to be held in battle. They can either uh, heal some sort of status problem or heal HP. Uh, you can cook them into poffins for contests, which is the main reason I'm actually doing this episode for contests. Uh, or you could plant more, plant the berries to grow even more berries, so you can trade them in to the shop in Floroma Town to get accessories or items for your underground base. So there are all these different types of uses for berries in the game. First off, let's talk about the items you need to grow berries. Once you get to Floroma Town in the Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum games, go into the Pick a Peck of Colors flower shop. Rather tongue twister. It actually took me a couple tries to say that, even though you only heard just one. Anyways, go into there, and a girl will give you a spray duck. Talk to everyone in there. I don't exactly remember who it was. Anyways, the spray duck is a key item that will allow you to water the berries, just like a, just like the Wilmer Pale back in the Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald games. All it is is just so you can water the berries. The next thing you need is mulch. Mulch is actually optional. You don't need the mulch. Mulch is available from the Berry Master, who is right outside of Heart Home City. Uh, from there, you don't actually get the mulch from the Berry Master. There's a, a lady inside of his house. I'm assuming it's his wife, daughter, whatever, who will sell you mulch at $200 um, per little baggie of mulch. Uh, the first one that is available is the growth mulch. Growth mulch speeds up the growth time of a berry, but this also causes the soil to dry out faster, meaning you need to water the berry more often. And we'll talk about watering times after talking about the mulch. The damp mulch is the second type of mulch. Again, these these all cost only 200 poke dollars. The damp mulch slows down the growth of the berries, which causes the berry's soil to dry slower. Um, meaning you don't have to water as often. Now, the stable mulch, what it does is it extends the time that ripened berries remain on the plants before falling. And this doesn't affect at all how many times you need to water the berries. Just water them normally, which again we'll talk about in a minute. The last type of mulch is the gooey mulch. The gooey mulch increases the number of times new plants grow where mature plants have withered and died. So once the berries fall off, if you have gooey mulch put down, the berries will grow again a couple of times. You know, you always need to remember to go and pick the berries once they're ripened. Anyways, about watering berries. Me personally, when I go to water berries, I like to water the berries at least three to four, at least every three to four hours during the day. I water the berries first thing after I wake up. I water the berries first thing at eight o'clock. Three hours later at 11, I water the berries again. Uh, three hours later, at about 2 o'clock, uh, I'll water the berries one more time. Then around 5 again. And then afterwards, I won't water the berries since, it, uh, since the game becomes nighttime at around 6. Uh, at nighttime, the uh, berry soil doesn't dry out as fast because obviously there's no sun to evaporate the water from the soil. I water the berries at least one more time uh, right before I go to sleep at night. I usually keep the DS right by my bed when I'm farming for berries. And I'll water them once when I right before I go to sleep, and then again the first thing when I wake up in the morning, and I just repeat that uh, every day until I finally am able to pick all the berries off of the trees. Now the growth mulch, like I mentioned before, causes the soil to dry out a little bit faster than normal. When you're using the growth mulch, I would suggest to water the berries at least once every two hours. And 
at night, and the same thing at night, you know, try to water it right before you go to bed and right as soon as you wake up because most likely the mulch will have dried out a little bit overnight. Usually if you don't use any kind of mulch at all, it won't dry out too much, but with the growth mulch, again, it will dry out even faster. Now with the damp mulch, since it slows down the growth of the berries and causes the soil to dry slower, you don't have to water as often. So I'd say with the damp mulch, you know, water every maybe five hours at, at, at best. So you only need to water maybe two or three times a day, and then again right before you go to sleep at night, and as soon as you wake up in the morning. At least that's what I do. Now as for places to grow the berries, there's soil patches spread out all over the Sinnoh region. But me, I only use about, I think, 16 soil patches when I'm playing the game. The first one I like to go ahead and plant berries in is inside of Floroma Town. There's two right outside the Pick-A-Peck-of-Flowers flower shop. I really forgot what it was called. It is called the Pick-A-Peck-of-Colors flower shop, excuse me. Um, and there's two right outside the shop, and then right outside of Floroma Town, uh, there's two more. So that's four right there. The next four I like to use is right next to the Berry Master's house. There is four right outside of his house. So that's eight berry soil patches total. You know, it's always very good to plant as many berries as possible. Uh, and it's always, um, it's said during the games, you know, it's good ethic for when you pick a berry, plant one in, the, in that same place. Because it's always good to have a lot of berries in the game. So those, so right outside of the Berry Master's house and the two within and right outside of um, Floroma Town. So that's eight different soil patches. The next ones I like to use is right in front of the Battle Tower. When you, when you fly to the Battle Tower, there's four right outside of the uh, Pokemon Center. And then, in the Platinum game at least, uh, when you fly to the Resort area, which is right near the Battle Tower, there's that mansion that you're given uh, in the game. This guy just kind of hands you over his house for some reason. Right outside there, there's two on either side of the house. So, the, so there's a total of four. So that's 16 different soil patches to plant berries in. To me, that's a lot. I usually don't use all of them, and those are the ones, to me, that are easiest to access throughout the game, mainly because of the reasons I'm about to tell you. In Floroma Town, inside of the Pick-A-Peck-of-Colors flower shop, there's a girl in there who will give you a berry every single day, as well as the Berry Master, who will give you, as well, a different kind of berry every single day. And the last person that will give you berries, well, not the last one, the second to the last person that will give you berries, is inside of Amity Square, uh, right above uh, Hard Home City. There's a guy on the right entrance behind the gym uh, who will give you uh, five different kinds of ber five berries every single day. Sometimes he'll give you accessories. Occasionally he'll give you berries, and the berries he gives you are always good to make uh, puffins. So you need to. Uh, so it's always best to go to him if you're running low on a certain kind of berry. You know, you just you know cross your fingers and hope he gives you that kind of berry that you're missing. And then the last person to get berries from is in Pastoria City right to the south of Pastoria City, right before you get to, I believe it's Route uh, 212, there's a, a girl inside of a house there who will also give you uh, berries. And the berries she gives you are usually berries that are for battling. Usually they're for, uh, you know, let's say, like the Oka Berry was the one I just got today. If you give the Oka Berry, let's say, to a, a grass-type Pokemon, since fire-type since a fire-type attack will be super effective against it, the Oka Berry will uh, weaken the fire-type attack. You know, it's it's always really good to use those different types of battling berries. But I'm sure we talked about that during the original berries episode. We're not going to talk about that too much today, uh, because this is about berry farming, not berries themselves. Anyways, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, um, 
I didn't exactly write down any notes. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head with a lot of this berry stuff, uh, since I, I have been planting a lot of berries recently, just in preparation to do this episode. When you go to plant a berry, if you want to use the mulch, you need to put down the mulch, or uh, it's called in the game also fertilizer. You need to put down the fertilizer or mulch first, then you can plant the berry. And always remember to water the berries a couple times a day. Um, again, if you don't want to use either the growth or the damp mulch, water the berries at least three, uh, at least every three to four hours and before you go to bed and as soon as you wake up in the morning. That's what I've done and that's what's been working for me. Now when you're watering the berries, if you don't water them for a while, you'll notice that the soil turns a different color. Uh, each uh, berry patch of soil goes through three different stages of dryness. First there's the dark brown, which is the fresh, nice and wet soil that you've just watered. Then there is the medium brown soil, which is sort of like a light brown color. Even though this is still good soil, but the, it's starting to dry out, so you need to go ahead and water it, uh, water it as soon as possible. Then there's the light brown, and even though what I'm reading right now, it's calling it light brown soil, but it's actually more of like a sand kind of white color soil. That means that the dirt has dried out completely, uh, and then you need to water the plant right away. But the thing is, with the, light, the lightest color brown soil, when it gets that dry, um, you won't be able to harvest as many berries when the berries finally, you know, start to come out of the plant. Uh, there's a couple of different berries that uh, you're able to pull off 15 berries in a single harvest. Now, depending on the berry that you planted in that spot, you'll be able to get either 5, 10, or 15 berries as long as you've kept it dark brown, as long as you've kept the soil dark brown and been watering it regularly. Some people think that if you water it all the time, you'll be able to get full 15 berries. But this isn't true. There are some berries that will only produce five berries once they uh, once uh, the plant fully matures and has berries. There are some berry plants that only produce ten, and there are some that do produce fifteen. The berry plants that produce fifteen are the spellon berry, the palm tree berry, the watmel berry, the durin berry, and the bellu berry. Those are the only ones that will produce fifteen. So you water it regularly, um, making sure it doesn't go past the medium brown color, and um, doesn't go in, doesn't get any drier than the medium brown color, and then you'll be able to pull off 15. If it does go to the light brown color, the lightest white sand color, uh, the berries uh, will decrease by the time you're able to pull the berries off of the tree, so you'll get maybe only 12 or even 13 berries. Um, but if you don't water the plants at all, no matter what, if you don't water them at all, you will only get two berries when you do go to harvest. Uh, and this is for every single berry, no matter what kind of berry it is. You will only get two if you never water the berries. But as long as you water them sometimes, uh, and keep it, again, above the medium brown color, you should be able to pull off all of the berries from the tree, if you keep the, the soil wet and moist enough. But that's pretty much it. That's really all I can think of with berries. Uh, I know my thoughts, and this was kind of like all over the place today. I didn't really have anything written down. I didn't have any... uh you know, set script that I wanted to kind of read off of. I didn't outline it or whatever. But hopefully I was able to help any of you who didn't really know how to use the, the berry mulch or really didn't know how to water the berries and how to pull off, you know, 15 berries, which again are only on certain berries. And there are other certain berries that only have 10, uh, which I don't want to read off of, and the rest of the berries afterwards only have 5. So don't be too discouraged if you think you're going to get 15 and you only get 5. Chances are, if you pulled off 5 berries you pulled off the maximum amount. And if you only pulled off 10, again, maximum amount, and 15 is the absolute max. And um, 
So congratulations if you do uh, get, get a chance to pull off 15 out of one of those five berries that I did mention before. So that's pretty much it for about the main topic of berry farming today. Uh, if you go to the guy in the Amity Square that I talked about before, usually he'll give you berries that are good for po- uh, Pokeblock, not Pokeblock, Poffins, um, that are good to make Poffins with. Go ahead, plant those, start farming for those, especially if you want to start doing contests. And next episode, we're going to talk about choosing the right Pokemon for a contest uh, and choosing the right moves and everything. I don't exactly know who I'm going to use as an example, at least which Pokemon I'm going to use as an example. Um, I tried using Milotic since it's, you know, it's maxed out beauty anyways, uh, and it hasn't worked out too well. But uh, I'm not going to talk about that too much uh, during this episode. But again, that's it for the main topic of berry farming. Now on to Pokemon of the episode and emails. Who's that Pokemon? Today's Pokemon of the episode is unknown. I tried to find a Pokemon that was like, you know, 2010 or whatever. Obviously, there's not 2010 Pokemon. But number 201, that's close enough, is unknown. Uh, unknown, as we all know, is this really mysterious kind of Pokemon, psychic Pokemon, um, has the ability of levitate. Levitate, what it does is damage dealing ground type moves have no effect on unknown. Uh, and, you, and it cannot be trapped by the arena trap ability, and it takes no damage from spikes. Uh, but the Pokemon unknown itself really isn't that great. Um, even though it is very mysterious and really cool looking. Each of these forms are letters of the alphabet, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through Z. Uh, And in the fourth generation, there was two new forms added. There was an exclamation point and a question mark, unknown, added. Unknown can be found in the fourth generation in the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games in the Solacion Ruins. And in the new Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver fourth generation games can be found in the Ruins of Alf. Unknown's base stats. No matter what unknown you're using, they're all going to have the exact uh, the exact same base stats. HP 48, attack 42, defense 48, special attack 72, special defense 48, and speed 48. Obviously, not the greatest Pokemon at all to use. Um, I guess you're just there, just to kind of look cool and be kind of mysterious and all that good stuff. Uh, but one thing that is uh, a little different about Unknown, and there's only a few Pokemon that can do this, Unknown only has one move. Uh, just like uh, I think we had Ditto the other day as the Pokemon of the episode, it can only use the move Transform. But Unknown can only use the move Hidden Power. It cannot learn any DMs, no HMs, or anything. And Hidden Power is a mysterious move all in its own, uh, which I don't know much about. Those of you who battle competitively know about how to get different types of... Um, hidden power moves because of, you know, the IVs and whatever. Uh, you guys know how to, I'm sure you guys know how to get, you know, like a hidden power ice move, you know, or hidden power grass or hidden power fire move. I don't, I don't know how to do any of that, so I'm not going to talk about it. All I know is hidden power is just really weird, also very mysterious move. And many Pokemon can learn it because I believe it is a TM in the games. I don't know what TM it is, to be honest. Uh, but it is another very mysterious move, uh, TM10. Uh, it is a very mysterious move, just like the Pokemon Unknown. But that's it today for the Pokemon of the episode, now on to emails. Our question of the episode last time, what do you like about the Pokedex Radio podcast? You know, what do you like about it? is the news, the emails, um, the main topics, whatever. Uh, I got a lot of emails today, and I don't know which one I want to read, I don't know which ones I want to read, because we did get a, a lot of emails, the most emails that I've actually seen uh, coming to the show. Uh, in response to a question of the episode. 
Hopefully that means we're getting more listeners, which is always a very good thing. Our first email today is from Johnny, and Johnny says, There are a lot of things to like about your show. It is very informative and well done. You tell a lot of news and information about certain Pokemon and aspects of Pokemon like items. It's also great to know that there are other people who like Pokemon. You say that you don't think Pokemon could have six more regions. You're kind of right. That is a lot. But a lot of things point to regions being part of countries. Uh, one, all the regions are part of Japan. Two, the National Dex, if you look at it, has a Dex of all the Pokemon in the nation. Three, in Platinum, the international policeman, Looker, is from another nation. Four, the guy in Veilstone City that speaks French, and the Heart Home Gym Leader are both from a French-speaking nation. These may not be clues to anything, but they could be clues to more regions in other nations. Uh, just like with the Heart Gold and Soul Silver remakes, these could, these could be in-game clues. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I did notice that. There was a... I did notice that a lot, but then again, if you go to the GTS, there is a globe of the Earth. Okay, uh, I do know that, sure, you know, uh, the regions in Pokemon are based off of Japanese, you know, I, I want to say counties, but I, I, I'd say, you know, like regions in Japan. Uh, like the Kanto region and the Johto region are based off of two different regions of Japan that are actually right next to each other. The Sinnoh region is based off of, I believe, uh, an island or something like that. Um, in Japan that looks similar to the Sinnoh region, or I believe it's something like that. Uh, and uh, the same with um, the, uh, the Alamos region is based off of another place in Japan. And sure, the, um, the Interpol um, guy, uh, the Interpol uh, officer, Looker, in the game, he does have kind of a funny way of talking, so obviously he is from a different nation. And yes, the hard home gym leader, Fantina, uh, does speak French, and there's uh, the other guy that speaks French that is in uh, Veilstone City, as well as uh, one guy up in um, the northeast of Sinnoh. I forgot where that area was called. Um, by the Battle Tower, there's a guy there who speaks German. Okay? So, obviously, there's a lot of things pointing to different uh, real-world areas, as well as even in the anime. In the first movie, they mentioned something about, you know, Minnesota Vikings, um, which was uh, a pun that I did not get uh, back in the day because I, I don't watch sports, I don't watch football. I didn't understand that. Until I knew a little bit more about, you know, football and sports, and I recognized, you know, oh yeah, haha, Vikings are from Minnesota. But if you haven't seen the first movie, you probably don't get the joke, so never mind. Sure, there are a lot of clues to more regions, and there are, like, uh, if you look above the Kanto and Johto region, you know, there's, like, a mountain range. And then all of a sudden, you see the, that we have now Sinnoh, there is a mountain range going between the two sides, the, the east and west side of the Sinnoh region. Maybe it's the same mountain range, I don't know. You know, just like Mount Silver and the mountain range that splits up Johto and Kanto. You know, they may all be from the same set of mountains or mountain range, whatever. And then as we all know, Hoenn is like uh, this island, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, obviously based off of somewhere in Japan, but to me it always reminds me of Australia. Because it's just like this big, huge region and there's a couple of islands around it. I mean, it doesn't look like Australia, but it reminds me of Australia because it, uh, it is, you know, off of the coast of, I'm assuming, Johto somewhere. There's maps on uh, places like Serebii.net that you did mention in your email, but part that I didn't read. I know I'm babbling on, but I don't know. There might be ten more regions in Pokemon. Who knows? I don't. Um, we'll just have to, you know, wait and see what happens later uh, in the future of Pokemon. <sighs> okay, um... Our next email today is from Michael, and Michael asks, Do you have any news on the new Pokemon movie, Phantom Champion Z? Um, the simple answer, no. Um, 
I did mention something about it in the last episode, or I think it might have been two episodes ago. I mentioned something about the new movie. I didn't find any new information today, so I really can't tell you anything about the new movie. I'm sure there is information around about it, but nothing that I've found at all. So I apologize if I can't give any information on the uh, the new movie, Phantom Champion Z. But I will keep an eye out, you know, for obviously all any new news and anything about Pokemon, as I have been for the past however many episodes. Next email is from, I'm going to say that says Origami Jr. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, it looks like it says Origami Jr., so Origami Jr. He says, uh, hi, I just started listening to the podcast. I really like them. My question is, what is the hardest gym leader to defeat in any of the versions? For me, it would be Erica in Leaf Green, because I got a Squirtle, and Candice in Pokemon Pearl, because I got a Turtwig. Another question is, what is your most powerful Pokemon card? I read this email already a couple of times, but I'm going to assume that you're asking me those questions, but at the same time, I could also assume that uh, these could be suggestions for questions of the episode, which I'll I'll actually use the first one uh, in the next episode, or maybe even today. uh, What is your hardest gym leader to defeat in any of the versions? Uh, As you you said, uh, Erica for Leaf Green and Candace for Pokemon Pearl. Me, I've never really had any trouble with any of the gym leaders, uh, except for Rourke. Uh, the very first trainer in uh, the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games. He's actually been the hardest for me uh, out of any of the games, you know, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, whatever. He's been the hardest one for me to have ever beaten. Uh, Even with getting uh, Pokemon like uh, Machop at the very beginning of the game, he still was a little difficult. Well, I actually take that back. He wasn't the most difficult ever. The most difficult ever, I have to say, was back in Pokemon Red when I battled Misty with my Charmeleon. Obviously, very bad choice. That's, I only had a Charmeleon and a Pidgey, I think, at the time. I wanted to go through the game with as little Pokemon as possible. And um, I don't know how many times I had to battle her. Again, this was years ago. I think I was eight or nine years old when I did this. It took me forever to beat her. Eventually, I did. Just, uh, I, I just remember, you know, throwing my Game Boy, you know, across the room. Not really across the room. I just kind of threw it on my bed. Uh, a lot of times, because it was, she was very difficult to defeat, especially for someone who chose Charmander at the very beginning of the game, and never did really choose, uh, really, never did really catch any other Pokemon, you know, other than maybe a Pidgey and you know a still very low level Pikachu. So thanks, uh, Origami Junior, for your email. And again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's it's all lowercase Origami Jr. Anyways, um, our next email is from. Ren, and Ren says, Hey Gabriel, a few episodes ago you were talking about what you would like to see in coming games, and how long the Pokemon franchise would last. In my opinion, it would last for two more regions, and then they would put a game combining all regions on the market. A Pokemon United sort of thing. Just something for you to wonder about for the show. Keep on podcasting, Ren. Well, yeah, it is something I did think about uh, even before the e- even before your email. I've always wanted to see some sort of thing about, you know, like a collaboration of every single region put into one game. Of course, they couldn't have done that, you know, not in the third generation because the game it was the Game Boy Advance, and I'm sure there's not a lot of memory on those little cartridges. Even for the DS, I'd say maybe they could do it for the DS. I mean, they did put ports of old games like the uh, Mario 64 uh, for the DS. And they remade that. Um, I'm sure they could put a, a huge, I guess, 32-bit game onto the DS with all the different regions. That would be awesome, yes. And then, 
little ideas that you can choose whatever region you want to start from and this and that. That would be really cool and really awesome to go through. I would love to see something like that. Um, even if it's with, even if I have to wait another two, three, four more regions, and then they and then they put everything into one game. That would be awesome. But I would hate if they put like, uh, you know, you buy this version and this version, and then there's Pokemon missing. I would love for them to put all the Pokemon, everything, all the regions in one game. Um, I know. Again, I'm still blabbing on about this, but I know I'm starting to, you know, maybe go further than what your email was suggesting. But you know, I, I like to imagine quite a bit. Anyways, uh, that, that would be really awesome. You know, just one version, you know, Pokemon version, whatever, for whatever new system comes out by then. You know, preferably a handheld kind of thing. I would hate for it to be, you know, on a console so that I, that, so it can't be portable, so I can't take it with me anywhere. And that's one of the main reasons I like Pokemon games so much, because the main series games are all portable games. I can take them with me wherever I want to go, whenever I want to play them, right? So if they do that, like a, like you said, Pokemon United sort of thing, that would be really awesome. You know, I would love to see something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of lost my train of thought right there. Uh, again, it would be really cool to see that. I, I would love to see that. Nintendo or you know the Pokemon Company or Game Freak, whoever does the games. You never know. They might do it sometime in the future. Uh, but thanks, Ren, for your email. Now, the question of the episode for next time was actually a question uh, Origami Jr. Uh, asked me. Uh, or I guess was a suggestion. I don't know what I don't exactly know what the questions were for. But anyways, I'm assuming he asked me then. That's why I answered them. Anyways, uh, oh, actually, to a second question: What is your most powerful Pokemon card? I don't know. I have a lot of Pokemon cards. I don't know what is the most powerful. I would like to say Charizard, the original Charizard, maybe. But then again, any water Pokemon can take it out easily. You know. But that's you know part two to his email. Anyways, the question of the episode for next time is. What is the hardest gym leader to defeat in any of the versions for you? Um, I don't want you to give me, like, this is the hardest person to beat in the version because of this. What was the hardest for you to beat out of any of the games that you've played so far? You know, if you've only played, you know, Pokemon Platinum, that's fine. If you had a, uh, if you had any troubles with any of the trainers, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't hard for you, which one was the most challenging out of all of them, even if they were all easy for you? Uh, so just uh, let me know. The email address is flashlightstudios at gmail.com. You could find the email address at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Uh, email address you can find there. Again, like I mentioned before, you can find all the links to all the news today, all the articles that I've read, even other ones that I didn't read on the show today, as well as links to the Twitter, uh, the Twitter accounts, my Twitter account, which I've noticed a lot of people are starting to follow me now. Not a lot. Just like four more people have added me like in the past week or so, which is pretty cool. You know, I would love for more and more people to start following me on Twitter, even though I don't update all the time. Especially for the Pokedex Radio, I only update when I start recording, when I upload a new episode, whatever. Uh, but you know, you know, go ahead, follow me if you haven't already. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. New shows come out about every two weeks, every three weeks, roughly. I try to come out with at least two episodes a month, even though I haven't been really doing that very well in the past couple of months, except. Last in uh, December, I did come out with two episodes there, which was, you know, pretty good since you know it was vacation time and everything. Hopefully, I'm able to do episodes uh, twice a month, like I have, like I want to, because the new semester does start up next week on Monday, and the only day I really have off is Friday. So hopefully, I do have enough time to, you know, read up on read up on all the news about Pokemon and stuff like that, and. Um, prepare an episode for you guys. I've already had, sort of in preparation, the contest episodes, which that's four new episodes, uh, even though I haven't recorded them yet. I might, 
you know, pre-record them. You know, I didn't do any backlogging that I said I was going to do in the last episode because I just didn't have any time and all of a sudden time ran out and I was like, oh God, I have three days until school starts, you know. But again, go ahead, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already or subscribe through FeedBurner, you know, whatever. If you, if you do use iTunes, subscribe through there. Give us a rating on iTunes. I'd love five stars. That'd be awesome. Give us a, you know, five-star rating and a little review so other listeners can so to see what, you know, current listeners like about the podcast, you know, and to attract more people to the show. And as far as YouTube goes, uh, I might not do anything for the FS Pokedex Radio, at least nothing anytime soon. I might start doing personal vlogs, but I will do it on a different channel, not the Pokedex Radio channel. I want to try to keep that for Pokemon-related things. Like what Pokemon-related things? I don't know yet. I haven't really thought of anything for that. But I have been giving a lot, I have, but I have been giving a lot of thought to doing vlogs, which I know a lot of people do do on YouTube. So let's see how I do with it. Because uh, right now I, my hair looks like a mess, and I need to get a new haircut. Um, yeah, that's it for today's episode. Uh, next episode should come out within about two weeks. Uh, a lot of people do email me asking when is the new episode going to come out? When are you going to be recording? I don't know when I'm going to be recording, whenever I feel like recording, to be honest. Uh, but I do try to do it, you know, every two weeks. So just to let all of you know, because I do get a lot of emails asking when, when, when. Simple answer is, I don't know. Soon, you know, really. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Again, those um, to the listener who requested contest, I don't remember who it was. That was a while ago. Obviously, keep listening. Next four episodes are going to be about contests. I know I'm, I know it is spread out a lot, but there are a lot of things that you need to know about contests before you actually enter yourself into one. Four episodes about contests, starting on the next episode, which is two weeks or so. Um, but that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, I know I did enjoy making this episode. Those of you who follow me on Twitter, you guys know I already recorded this once. Didn't like it, so I re-recorded it again. And this time it really wasn't that much better than before. But I didn't save the original one. I just deleted it. Anyways, uh, again, thank you for listening to the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel, reminding you to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.